You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Tuesday, June 29th, but it's not just any Tuesday. It's Tony Tuesday, and that means our guy Tony Serino is back on the show to talk some Steelers with us. But of course, we got to get his opinion on what happened to David DeCastro and Trey Turner, and just what's going on with the offensive line. An interesting story broke out from my website, DKPittsburghSports.com, that Kevin Dotson is in a tough spot with some of the Steelers coaches. We'll explain what that story is, why, and our takes on it there. And then finally, we've got some talk about Derek Watt being used more in the Steelers' offense. Does that mean he's used it all? What? All that you can find out right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which you can download anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So, y'all, you know there's a special day every day of the week. Or well, not every day of the week. Every week we have a special day. There we go. That's a better intro. Uh, every week we have a special day on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And it's time for a Tuesday. But not just any Tuesday. It's time for a Tony Tuesday. Tony Serino, as always, back on the show here with us. Tony, Happy to be here. Tony, it was a wild end of the week last week. I talked a lot about David DeCastro on Monday with Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. But I wanted to get your sense just like – your 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 feeling because i mean you you did this podcast for several years yeah um you know you've you you so you've done a lot of podcasts that have included moments where david DeCastro has stepped up he's been the enforcer yeah. he's been you know the best lineman on the team and now he's off the team um and, and they got trey turner i just wanted to get your assessment for the listeners what you saw in this move it's a tough one, man. You know, because and everyone's everyone's posted over the weekend the picture of of what the Steelers offensive line looked like two years ago, and the fact that today not a single one of those players is uh, is a member of the Steelers anymore, and it they're all gone. Yeah, I mean, this is we talk about you know this offensive line. We I think it was what was it? It was two years ago. You and I were talking about this, right? Kind of. I, I remember talking about when Munchak left, and okay, what's it going to look like? And you know, you would if you would have told any of us two years ago that that you know we'll, you're going to be looking at an entirely different line two years from now because of because of retirement and injury and and free and losses in free agency i think none of us would have believed you because even you know back then if you think about it we all thought that this thing we at least had you know the steward fans at least had another two three four years left uh, we if if you had told me that i would have assumed that ben was gone that talman was right. gone that right. like half the team like they had sold off the team I, I that's what i if you had told me that but they're really in a position where you know Ethan and I were talking about this yesterday and he was like you know being an optimist and I'm like hey I'm being realistic here I'm not saying and being realistic doesn't mean just being dim and, and dreary and saying they're gonna stink being realistic is saying like look they got a lot of younger guys everyone's in their 20s they're gonna need to figure out it's gonna take time for them to gel it doesn't mean that they can't do it but there's certainly a lot of questions as whether they can uh, Trey Turner, a guy, I, again, I wrote for DK Pittsburgh Sports about this, saying I, I think that his problems the last two years was, you I know, mean, he had injuries, but his biggest problem was that he has been out of his system since mm-hmm. the Panthers switched to the North Turner offense that focused on Christian McCaffrey. If you look back at 2017, which was the last year, he was like really, really good. He did a lot more chip blocking, working on the interior and less blocking for a speed back, more blocking for a power back like Jonathan Stewart. Um 
did you like the signing of Trey Turner right away? Or did you, or was it like you were just like, well, it's kind of like, well, he's there. We got to do it. Yeah, I think a little of both, right? You like the idea that, you know, in, in Trey Turner, where they're getting this guy who's, a, you know, he's a multi-time Pro Bowler. And I don't know how much Pro Bowls are worth these days because it just feels like everybody gets it, gets invited at some point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you do like the idea that, look, he, this guy's played at a high level at times in his career. And, and like you talked about, look, he's, he's had a couple down years. But you need – the problem, I, I you know, I think every Steeler fan has right now with – the offensive line is that it is just a bunch of unknowns. I mean, it is, you know, from, from left to right, you know, Chooks on the left side, what is that going to like considering what he looked like on the right side last year? And, you know, Dotson maybe at this point is the most quote unquote sure thing because of, you know, how good he looked in his rookie year, but you know, there's a limited snap count there. Right. Who knows what happens at center. So yeah, I mean, the Steelers needed a veteran to come in that you can somewhat count on. And Chris, I don't even know if you can, right? Because first of all, you talked about like, okay, how is, you know, he's just, what, what is his level going to play be? when healthy and but then the second part of that is i mean are we sure he's healthy i mean this, this is a guy who was available for three million dollars in june doesn't sound yeah. like the rest of the nfl was you know <laughs> was ready to to yeah exactly so uh, that that is where that's another you know I, I'm, I'm okay with it but yeah i think Steelers fans have to understand like it's not like they're getting this pro you know guaranteed pro bowl or right guard which is what some people thought de castro could be again if he was healthy yeah and, and it's and it was reasonable to think that it's like look you know, players get injured all the time. They could bounce back. And, and who knows? DeCastro may be able to bounce back after this surgery is done and he's fully recovered. But as he said, I need a third surgery. And, you know, it's going to take months for me to get back. They don't have months anymore. No. You no. know, because if he if he's just getting back to the field and getting getting him, he's got to get comfortable with himself again. By that time, it may be October that we're talking about. And, you know, and, and then, like, he's going to have to get back in with the line and – uh, do you really want to go through that? I mean, in those games, then you'd be expecting BJ Finney to probably play guard or Kendrick Green to play guard while BJ Finney played center. That's a lot of questions you don't want to ask right away. So it's like, you know yeah. what? He 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 he's the he would be the second. He was going to be the second highest paid offensive player on the roster. Cutting him gave you eight eight point seven five million dollars in cap space. They went and got a guard for not even half of that, and now you you still got like twelve million dollars to play around with to say, hey, do we go get that third edge rusher? Do we go get a corner? Do we go get an offensive tackle? Morgan Moses got signed, so he's off the door. There's there's all sorts of things you can do there. But I, I'm right with you, Tony. Um I, I'm not think, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you think they actually spend that money though? Or do you think that this is one of those things like classic stealing move that you're gonna save it? and you know roll it over to next year potentially or they wait till training camp at least just before they end up signing anybody I, I think that they are going to wait closer to training camp but i do but I, part of this here's what i th think is a real thing here tony the real deal is going to be they're only going to spend like six to seven million of it yeah and then that five million is going to be that that cushion that kevin colbert always wants for emergencies if something happens during the during the uh, during the season so um, so it's not like they have $12 million. Like they can just go get and pay. Like, you know, if, if, if Stefan Gil, they can't just trade for Stefan Gilmer, not that that would even cover his salary right now. I actually don't know it off the top of my head, but it's not like they're going to spend all 12, mm -hmm. but having 12 means they've got, you know, they, they've, they've got some cushion to work with there. And if they're you're signing, right. If you're, if, if you're saying, if you're signing Trey Turner for 3 million, if Morgan Moses signed for Morgan Moses signed for like what? 3.6, 3.7, whatever he said, you could probably get some of these vets that are hanging around here for pretty good deals. You might even be able to get two of them for maybe like three and $2 million uh, deals on just one year contracts. Cause again, everybody's just waiting for the salary cap boom that's coming in 2020, 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you think, so, I mean, is it, 
do you think it's they spend this money on like a tackle or you know more offensive line depth or do they switch this over defensively edge rusher corner you know the the spots we already know about that that still need a little boost i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna do like a week of training camp they're gonna see what people look like with the with the pads on mm-hmm. and then they're gonna assess what their biggest weakness is and then mm-hmm. they go then then they're well, not make not corner decision. then not corner then <laughs> <laughs> right, because James, James Pierre, the God, is out there. That's right. Um, that's right. Two weeks into training camp, they'll be ready. They'll be getting his gold jacket ready. Oh, jeez. All right, we got to cut it to a quick break. When we come back, more offensive line talk. A rumor about Kevin Dotson spreading around. We'll talk about that rumor right after this break. There's always something to bet on on BetOnline.ag. With the NFL playoffs continuing, you can bet on any of the NFL divisional round matchups, whether it be Rams at Packers or Browns at Chiefs or the Ravens at the Bills or even the Buccaneers at the Saints. You can bet on all those matchups and even some of the prop bets that are in between them. You can also bet on things like where will Doug Peterson land as a coach moving forward. All those kind of odds you can get on at betonline.ag when you sign up today. Sign up today and get a free account for, for betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, locked on, capitals, all one word, and you'll get your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget the promo code is locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, all one word and all capital letters to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and Chris Carter here with Tony Bruno for a Tony Tuesday. Now, Tony, this is a story that comes from my boss, uh, my website yeah. at dkpittsburghsports.com, Dayan Kovacevic. Um, he has a source that says that Kevin D- that Steelers coaches were angry with Kevin Dotson because he wasn't he wasn't in shape for OTAs and everything, OTAs and mini camp and, and stuff like that. And immediately this was the Monday Twitter storm of Twitter. It was just, you know, of Steelers Twitter. It was just like, you know, and, and we always need one in Steelers Twitter. There's always just, there's gotta be something that's getting people upset, whether it's Adam Shine saying that they'll go five and 11 or PFF saying Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the deep ball. So right. something has to happen that gets people riled up. So this, this time it was, it was us. It was, it was, it was my boss. Um, and, 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 and Hey, I'm with, you know, yo, I'm with sourced reporting. Dayon's always been a credentialed guy. He's always had his sources. He's always been a, been a responsible reporter. Um, I learn a lot from the guy. So, um, and, you know, I'm not I'm not one that's going to say, oh, he's full of it because, you know, I'm normally I am a person who is more optimistic about the Steelers takes than, mo- than most writers in this city. Yeah. Um, but I am here to say if Kevin Dotson's out of shape. I I, I don't know who's I, I don't know who actually sees that because, yeah. If you follow him on social media, he's been working out all, all offseason. Uh, we saw him in OTAs and minicamp. He was moving pretty good. His feet looked good. He, he was getting off the ball pretty good. Um, you know, and, uh, and I've asked around a couple other writers, like, like hey, uh, you agree? No? Okay, cool. No, no. So nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, Dayon, he's got a source reporter. There's somebody that, that thinks that somewhere. Um, so I, I, tr- I trust his take on it, but I, I trust that he, I trust that he got that information. I'm just, I need to see that with my eyes. 
it's it's definitely weird. And like, like you said, look, you know, this is I don't think this anyone like accusing Dayan of, of you know, just completely fabricating no, this. He's it's, not doing it. Absolutely not. You know, you don't you don't create the number one independent sports site in Pittsburgh by just exactly. making stuff up. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's absolutely not what's happening here. Right. So he definitely has a source within the organization. Now, the next question. Well, there's two parts of this. Right. One is that I mean, you know, is that source correct? I mean, is was there legitimate concern about Dotson? his conditioning going into camp and, and did that, you know, in some way lead to them bringing uh Trey Turner in and the, you know, the whole DeCastro thing following that. And then, you know, the number two thing here, Chris is like, if this report is true, I mean, what, what should Steeler fans do in September? Cause I got a feeling <laughs> watching football on Sundays, is not going to be a fun experience with if, as much, with as many problems as the Steelers have on the offensive line right now, they don't need their, their good, guard you know who, who played well last year yeah to be out of shape to not be taking this seriously to take to be taking this position for granted if that is the case it's a, it's a red it's a red alarm uh yeah. because you, you'd think that he'd be he'd be the one um i you know and but again i just i'm not i don't see where kevin dotson's not a first round pick you know if if he was if he was drafted early in the first round and if he was like, I'm the heir, if he was walking around, but that hasn't been Kevin Dotson. Everything yeah. I've seen about this guy has been, I'm going to, I'm going to take every opportunity I have. I'm going to work real hard. He worked real hard last year. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I look at what he did last year and he was pretty doggone good. Um, so again, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that, you know, don't, don't trust me. First of all, go check out what DK said yeah. um, on his daily shot podcast on Monday it was, uh, intriguing stuff. And again, this, this guy's source, I mean, we got Ramon Foster on, on, on our website. That's how, that's how good Dayon is that he's always been, he's always been, you know, been on, been on the case when it comes to the Pittsburgh sports scene. Uh, but you know, it's, it's definitely peculiar that this cut, that this, this, this comes out um, you know, at this point in time when there's all these other conversations at guard, because again, you know, the, the story is that, or the rumor is that, uh, uh, that David, Deca that when the Steelers brought in Trey Turner, it wasn't for David DeCash, it was for Kevin Dotson, because they weren't sure if he'd be ready for the season, uh, because he was, you know, not as in shape as they wanted. Um, yeah. I just... Tony, I again, I look at that and I'm like, this is the Steelers. They they weren't caught off guard by David DeCastro's injury. They knew that this was coming. Wait, do you think so? Because I've gotten into, and maybe we could talk about this in the third segment as well, but I've gotten into arguments. With, so obviously AFC North talk, you know, I, I am around a lot more Browns, Ravens, and Bengals fans than I would like. And they, you know, be, coming at it from their perspective, they feel like the Steelers in not addressing the DeCastro situation earlier kind of are committing you know, uh, franchise malpractice here, but because when you have, you know, you have an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger where, you know, number one thing this year should be, you need to protect him. If they had any inkling that the DeCastro thing was coming, should they have done more in either the draft or in free agency to solidify that position before, you know, where we are now, which is late June and they're finally addressing it. I mean, you could say that you could make that argument that that's malpractice. Um, I mean, but what if, if Trey Turner comes in here and rocks out, you know, then did, was it malpractice? Because if, because if, if he looks bad, then it's going to be like, man, maybe they should have done that. But the other thing is that this was David DeCastro. He's been your stalwart guy. He's, right. you know, he's your first round pick from 2012. He's been the man for you for, you know, almost a, a full decade or actually a full decade now. Um, you know, th this guy has, has been uh, well, he, for nine seasons, almost a full decade, but he, he's rocked out for you and been an all pro guard and been a superstar. And even when he wasn't a superstar, he was the character guy that you needed. Um, 
I'm sorry. I just, I don't see, I, I don't see them it being negligent for them to be like, oh, he won't recover until it came out. Oh, he needs a third surgery. Okay, we're going to get a second opinion on that. That's going to take some time to do. While we're doing that, let's interview Trey Turner. Oh, your second opinion is that you're going to be out a few more months? Yeah, we can't wait for a few more months with you being our, our second highest paid offensive player. Let's go get this Trey Turner thing done. Right. That That is my take as well, is, is the idea that, you know, a team, especially with the Steelers and, and given the limited resources that they had this offseason, right? We, we've, and we have talked, you have talked ad nauseum about the salary cap issues and, yeah. and all the things that they needed to address in the draft that weren't just the offensive line. Um, and so, you know, imagine if they did go out, right? So if they had, if they had spent big money in free agency to get a better guard than Tri Turner, because, you know, obviously getting Turner was available. So they let this thing ride and then, they, you know, they cut the guy. So it had it been better than that. What, what is the, the knock-on effect? What is the domino effect from them doing that? Is it letting Juju go right? or, or letting Cam Sutton walk and you using that money to get even better offensive linemen? And then, if, you know, my argument has been, look, if DeCastro comes back and he's healthy, well, then, you know, and now all of a sudden, okay, well, you got really great backups for your offensive line, but you've now let either Juju go or Cam Sutton go or one of these pieces in free agency that you were able to keep. I mean, isn't that even, isn't that malpractice as well? How could, how could you know that David DeCastro's surgery that he had in January on this ankle was going to go poorly enough that he'd need another, a third surgery on this thing um, going into, you know, going into mini camps or coming out of mini camps. So yeah, yeah, you and I are on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I don't think this is a malpractice thing. And I, and I also, I'm just, uh, I mean, I know that that's the story. I just, I, I, I can see the Steelers looking forward. They weren't dumb. They weren't being like, Oh Yeah. Uh, there's there's gonna be no problem with they they knew something was up, which is why they they, they interviewed him the week the the, the literally the week before that right. they that they brought in that they hired Trader because if Kevin Dotson was a problem, they would have seen that in OTAs and they would have they they would have you know did it then. So yeah, that's just yeah. my take. But again, check out DK's work. Uh, he does great stuff as always. That's my boss. That's the guy. That's the guy I work with all the time. So um, you know, you know check check out his podcast um and 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 see why he's arguing arguing that case for that way. We're gonna take another quick break when we come back. There's some matchup questions that came up from something Matt Canada said recently. I want to talk to Tony about that right after this. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, Matt Canada. Everyone's excited about him. Everyone wants to see this, this offense do well. Everyone wants to see it flourish and not be what Randy Feigner was. Whoo, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait, Chris. But in this time, there's a lot of players that everyone's excited about. How's he going to use Chase Claypool? How's he going to use Juju? How's he going to use Najee Harris? How's he going to... 
How's he going to use Eric Ebron? How's he going to use Ben? But there was a quote about a player that nobody, I guarantee you, nobody was talking about how Matt Canada uses. Oh, Chris, we're bringing we're bringing the I formation back to Pittsburgh. We're doing it. We're bringing the fullback. You know, Dan Cry Dan Kreider, Phil Kreider. Am I, Dan Kreider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah I, Who's well, Phil Kreider? Here's the thing. It's been so long, Chris. I can't even remember these guys' names. That's how long it's been since they've used the fullback. Rosie Nix. Remember Rosie Nix? Rosie Nix. I'm ready to bring I formation back to Pittsburgh, and so is Matt Canada. You know, you know, the, the whole debate offseason is how different is this offense going to be? How, you know, is it going to be the same kind of stuff with Matt Canada stuff, wrink, uh, you know, the wrinkles in there a little bit? And Matt Canada said uh, in an interview recently that, you know, he is, he is, he, he's excited about Derek Watt, excited about, you know, using him in different matchups, using him in ways to, to again, get defenses off balance. And Chris, the first thing I go to here is you think about Derek Watt, you just think about play action. I mean, I, again, I, obviously I'm excited about the idea of using Derek Watt in, you know, with Najee Harris as a lead blocker and all of that. But I also like the idea of, of again, you know, this I formation using this with actual, the, the, the more excited, I don't know about you, but the more excited I am about the offense is about the play action and utilizing that within the offense and getting guys like Deontay and Claypool out in space. And even, you know, even guys like Ebron and Fryermith. that to me is the, is, you know, is even more exciting. Yeah, because the thing is that Matt Canada is going to have some gadget things that he, that he works into it. Like yeah. you know, like at at Pitt, he had some. He had a, he had like one. He had a couple plays where you know the tight end would come in motion, and then the, the ball would be snapped and it'd be handed right to the tight end, and he just sneak behind the offensive line and, and and catch guys off guard. I could see Derek Watt being used in that role. I could certainly see that happening. But like there was one play, one of my favorite plays in Pitt history was they they lined up super strong to the right side. So like two wide receivers, two tight ends, and they had two running backs in the backfield and they left the left, the left tackle as the only guy on the left side of the field. So he was an eligible guy. Um, And at the start of the play, he dropped back into the backfield as they were setting up like a run play to the right. Then it was a screen to the left and he had three linemen in front of him. And then he pitched it back to him. This man trampled for 20 yards and got a touchdown. That's like, amazing. That's the kind of stuff Matt Canada did in college. Not that he's going to do that in the pros, but Derek Watt. I mean, when when we when they first signed him before you before was it 2019, 2020? When they when they first brought yeah. him to the team, there was the prospect of getting to use him that way because the Chargers used him that way because he you know he did get a little bit of like flipping the ball here, catch people off guard, you know, be a pass protector that could turn into a you know a Swiss Army knife. That never happened with the Steelers' offense with Randy Feekner. No, so the idea that he might get used even just a little bit like Matt Canada. First of all, Matt Canada also, you got to understand when he says stuff, it's like what Tom Brady said with his, the shop interview, he's like 10% of what I say is true. 90% is just me hyping y'all up, you know, saying <laughs> that this corner that I'm going to throw at all day is actually really good. When I know that he's the guy I want to pick on Matt Canada is talking about Derek Watt. He might have two plays designed for him, right? But he's going to make you believe that, Hey, look at, look at him. Yeah. Pay all attention to him while you have Najee Harris. <laughs> And Juju and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and James Washington, all those guys. Yeah, it's it's two more than Randy Fickner had in the playbook. In in, fa- right. in fairness, hey, what about what about? Okay, what about? I just I just dreamed this out. Shoot it down if it's if it if it can never happen. Do you think Derek Watt in twelve could could be a thing? Like you know two you know you want two blockers out there? Uh, put him out there as like a you know in a with Fryermuth maybe. Maybe as like a tight end ish. Maybe I don't. Because I mean, the one thing, the one issue I have with twelve right now is, if, is you know, if teams know you're going to run to Fryman's side because you're not going to run to Ebron's side in twelve right. because Ebron can't block, you know, then okay, you're just as predictable as you were a year ago. No, that makes sense. 
But then the other the other thing about the twelve the the, the twelve formation is to have the receiving threat that Eric yeah. Ebron is to challenge people down the field. Yeah. So, I mean, what you might do is do what you kind of say. Talk about the I formation. Start in the I formation, and then motion him out into that, Ooh. and then have Eric Ebron still be out there. And so then it's oh. like, oh crap, this is what's happening. Um, and then you could you could sort of you could run the play action to Derek Watts side. And then Eric Ebron can kind of sneak in behind the defense while they overreact to that because they're like, okay, the fullback is out in front lead blocking. They got a pulling guard over here. Najee Harris is going that way. That's what, nope, psych. It's just Eric Ebron shooting up the scene behind the linebackers and Ben Roethlisberger has an easy target. There's ways to play around with that. And again, that, I think that's what Matt Canada said. It might not even bet he's giving him the ball. It just might be moving him around, just using him in different ways. Yeah, no, I'm with this. I, I see. I'm back to the like freeze me in carbonite, wake me up on opening day. I can't wait to watch this offense. Uh, yeah, there's so many different, you know, and, and adding little wrinkles like this, adding the fullback back into the offense, you know, just I, and, and this is all this is the Matt Canada thing, right? Which is give give defenses as many looks, as many different looks, as many different motions and shifts as you can to keep everybody off balance, keep the defenses having to communicate with one another. Hey, this, you know, it, okay, we're in man, so this is my guy. Oh, now they shifted formation. Okay, now I got to communicate who is my guy. How are we? You know how is our uh, how are our our uh, is it our formation shifting and whatnot? Yeah, I think I think this is exciting stuff. Yeah, I think it could be exciting, stuff. and this is the kind of stuff that's playing around because a lot of people think, oh, it's just throwing the ball to this guy. No, it's it's about misdirection. It's about it's about catching guys, about using guys in different ways. You know, I'm interested to see you know how does Pat Frymuth and you know the Steelers got some blocking wide receivers. You know, Chase Claypool. You know, one of the things that we loved about his Notre Dame tape was that he blew people up. Juju blows people up. Jay yes. Washington blows people up. That's three receivers that you don't want them taking on. You know, edge rushers or nothing like that. But you can have them chip down, get a smaller linebacker, get a safety, get a slot corner. You know, you can help, help have them help double team um, those type of things. So yeah. do that along those lines. And, and yeah. I think that that's where, and then again, that's where maybe Eric Ebron, you're not asking him to really block block. You're just asking him to sort of help here. Um, finding those creative ways. Also, I, I got to say at one point, and I, I stopped to chuckle and there's a point in this podcast where I did that. It's because Tony went and got his Canada hat that he puts on whenever he talks about Matt Canada, even though you can't see him on this podcast, he just does it for me because uh, well, right. this is our friendship. I, yeah, I, 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 that's right. I'm contractually obligated. My love of Matt Canada means that I have to wear the Canada hat whenever I talk about him. And of course, you know, the one other thing we haven't talked about with Derek Watt and his usage, obviously he's going to help Najee. I mean, the number one thing you can do, yeah. right. Is give yourself, give Najee a lead blocker to go behind in these situations and of course that open you know once once you get that to start to work right once you start to be able to go out of you know out of with with Derek Watt in the formation everything else opens it up from there because if teams are having to worry about you know the Steelers running game then that obviously that opens up the pass gotcha very interesting stuff we will see how real this Derek Watt talk is it could be real it could be a ruse but we'll get to get a better sense of that when training kit with the pads go on Tony Thanks so much for hopping on the Locked on Steelers podcast. As always, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on YouTube. I do a show called AFC North Talk, all about the AFC North. It's a roundtable show. I represent the Pittsburgh Steelers on that show. And you can also find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Schoon. Of course, you can find me here every Tuesday with Chris on Locked on Steelers. Absolutely. You can also follow me, Chris Carter, anywhere. Um, you First of all, you can download this podcast anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Be sure to download us there. Rate us five stars with positive comments for reviews. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. 
Um, and uh, when you when you do that, you get to see all my work. You can see all my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I cover Pitt uh, football and basketball, as well as your Pittsburgh Steelers, giving you all the breakdowns and the film breakdowns. If you want to see what Trey Turner's tape has been like, this is the best way to do it. Go to do, go to DKPittsburghSports.com. Make sure you're a subscriber. Check out my Carter's Classroom that released last Friday about Trey Turner, and you'll see the kind of guy that I see the Steelers picking up. So do check that out there um, and all my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, as well as all of our people, Dale Lolly and Dayan Kamachevich included. Um, and again, leave us a five-star rating with, uh, with a positive comment in your review of the Locked on Steelers podcast. You get a shout out at the end of the show, just like this person who, sh- who shouted, us, uh, shouted us out last week. We just got the review now, um, giving us our latest five-star review. Um, thank, and by the way, thank you for these. It really means a lot when you guys give, give them out. Um, but this person says MB pops uh, five stars. Great podcast, especially for us. Not in Pittsburgh. Peabody pride in the building. Keep up the great work, brother, brother with a capital B. First of all, whoever is MB pops. And I checked. It's not my dad. I checked with him. I was like, I texted him. Like, was, that, was that you? Uh, no, but Peabody, for those who don't know, is is one of the city leagues was one of the city league schools in Pittsburgh. It's it's since been changed names and it's kind of, it's not the same thing. Um, but it was the high school that my dad went to and he coached football at, and that I basically grew up, you know, around where I was learning football as a youngster. Um, and I went to order dice, but I didn't go to Peabody, but I have a lot of Peabody love. So anybody that knows that side, that's somebody who knows me. Like, like you gotta, you gotta know me, me to know, to know that that's Peabody, Peabody pride on this show with the maroon and silver. Um, so shout out to MB pops. Thank you for the five-star review. Shout out to Peabody and all Peabody grads out there, including uh, the current decom- uh, Dem- democratic uh, candidate for mayor for Pittsburgh that won the democratic nomination, Ed Ganey, who's also a Peabody grad. There's plenty of pe- great people that went to Peabody. Um, so long live the history of that fine high school. We're going to cut cut it off here. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Back in years tomorrow with the agency, Dina and Pietro, Josh Axrod, all in one place. It's going to be a fun show.